ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as you can see, do not attempt to adjust your screens. Yes, this is the Sideline Junkies Podcast Network, and this is the Thursday Night Throwdown. As you can see, it is me, it's me, it's the big guy KG sitting in with the incomparable, uh, the hilarious Major Tutty Security, the Midnight Rider, Ben, the one, the only, the one we like to call the Mighty Mighty DR, and that don't stand for death row, but the man, the hour, tower, power, too sweet to ever be sour, Delante. It's good. <clears throat> How you gentlemen feeling tonight? Feeling good. Uh, watching this game, waiting on some a certain local team to generate some offense. Well, <laughs> well, when we get to if we if you watching the game that I'm thinking about, uh, I don't know if it is it college or NBA. Which one you watching? College. Okay. Yeah, we, we're gonna do a live looking at that anyway. But uh. I'm glad to have you gentlemen back. Delonte, I know you've been under the weather. I'm glad Thank you're you. feeling better. Thank you, sir. Uh, like I told you in the chat, that onion sandwich works wonders. Trust me. Ooh, uh, That's man, I'm telling you, I swear by it. Like it, I swear by it, like I swear by uh daggone uh motorcraft parts for my car. And as you can hear, meatloaf is in the background, she's holding court. She paid her dues to sit in the studio, so hey, I can't say anything. Let's get to our first topic of the night. Demar hey, Hamlin. Delonte, check his mic. He sound a little, sound a little muffled. Can you check your mic? Test, test, test. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, first update came out today. Demar Hamlin. Doctor say uh, he's awakened last night. He asked who won the game, and the doctor told him, "Him, you won the game of life." And it's just, it's beautiful when they say, "Well, the lights are on and Demar's home." I love it. I absolutely love it. So I'm, I'm I, I called that the best news I heard all day long. What about you, gentlemen? Yeah, I thought it was. I was glad that they took their time getting this out to us. Um, they didn't rush it. They didn't. Um, they didn't jump to conclusions. <clears throat> That's the one thing I was worried about the whole time, which is us getting wrong information, getting false hope. So, like I said, I like how this has been handled the whole time. So, that's a good job. I, I agree. Um, and especially for him being, you know, um, verbally, you know, you know, being verbal, that's even greater news. You know, they, um, it was always encouraging, but, you know, they're trying to be consistent and, and, and honest, you know, transparent. But, you know, to actually hear that, you know, he is being, you know, is verbal, that that was like the best news right there. Uh, had a little microphone issue myself there. Um I misspoke on our last show and I said that he was in stable condition. No, he had, he has been in critical condition in intensive care all week. So I misspoke. I read something that said he was in stable condition, but it was not, he was in critical condition. And also um, I'm, I'm with everybody else. Just a simple fact that he, 
he's alert, he's awake. I love it. And apparently Meatloaf loves it too, so <laughs> I'm always good with that. So uh, let me ask you gentlemen a question. If you're the NFL, where do you go with this week 17 matchup? Last game of the week, um, you have the Bengals and the Bills, 7-3. Do you leave it as is? Do you say, hey, let's play it on Sunday and then play week 18 for them on Thursday? How do you handle that? Well, I've seen um, rumors that they're thinking about adding the eighth team and do an eight-team tournament that way instead of having to figure out the seating between Buffalo and Cincinnati. So this would be rude, no contest. They add the eighth team only to the AFC side, and that way you really don't lose too much in, in the seating from that point standpoint. I, I – um... I, I I like the decision that they're leaning towards of adding the A team. Um, I, I I I think that you shouldn't, you know, continue on with the game. Like it, it was just it's just the traumatics. Man. It's just it, it that that was like scary for real. So I think you just leave well off alone. You know that's that, and you know we we just you know figure it out um, as they've been doing over you know over the course of the week. Um, I believe I I read if they do add an eighth team, the Jets of all teams would, would get that eighth spot. Uh, well, they they would have to win, of course, uh, but they got drama and then some um, with you know Zach Wilson and all that. But the uh, the Jets would get that eighth spot. I now correct me. I mean I, I could be wrong, and though I'm not, don't, please don't quote me. I believe. I thought they mentioned um, that they slightly entertain adding an eighth team, an eighth team on the NFC. If so, y'all y'all boys will uh, get will have their eighth spot. Um, but y'all will have to beat Dallas. So, you know, it's it's a lot of possibilities. But I, I'm I'm definitely glad that they they go do it. You know, they're not gonna play that game over. You know, we. we just gonna move on from that and it's crazy you say that because you have a lot of fantasy league and owners and fantasy football team owners who this was their championship game you know for the sideline junkies league championship game is week 18 um another league that i'm playing in for work a championship game was week 17 and i needed josh allen and buffalo defense to bring it home but and i see the midnight rider pointing them at, at himself now as fantasy owners are in, in championship games and i have a championship game in the other in another league this week because i'm just that damn good now if i win it i'm winning but i, I should have put two rings on this year but here's my thing as a fantasy league owner commissioner or team owner and you're in the championship game me personally i accept this loss I'm okay with this law. If this costs me the championship because they don't play this game, I'm fine with it. I'm okay with it. But it's a lot of people that are not. I'm with you on that. I think mine didn't help that I wasn't close. Um, We had, what was it? I think I was down like 80, and I had Burrow, T. Higgins, 
and McPherson. I knew he was going to give it a chase, but it was kind of one of those winging a prayer situations. So that's really why I didn't get too upset about it. Um, and then plus the circumstances. I mean, I'd rather just finish in second place than where have somebody try to replay something this traumatic. Like, that's reliving a car accident. Um, if they happen to be in the playoffs, that's fine. But to redo this game, I think it would be too much for the players. And the crazy part is I was actually – my opponent had 90.14. I came into the game 81 – I think I had 81.12. So I, I would have got an automatic 10 points from Buffalo's defense coming into the game. Whatever Josh Allen did, I had the championship game locked up in this league. And once that happened, I even told the boss, BJ, this. I said, man, I don't care about the points. I don't care about the championship. I care nothing about that because I can't even function right now. Monday night, I didn't sleep. And I'm like, I can't even function right now. I don't care about none of that. It's not important. And it's a lot of owners that feel that way, like, yo, it's not important. But then you have some that's on the other end of the spectrum and like, well, just replay the game. It's not that serious. Please don't be one of those people, at least not in front of me. Okay. Just how I feel. Now, on to uh, another serious topic of discussion. It's about that time that we put one of the most fiercest, intense rivalries to bed. And the Cowboys-Redskins rivalry isn't quite the same without Crazy Ray and Chief Z. And I, I think here is the, 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 the most proper place we can put it to rest. And just, it, it may crop up a year or two from now, it may crop up 10 years from now as a rivalry again. But as of right now, that original rivalry has been dead. And it's time to take it off life support and put it to rest. So I'll give it to the Midnight Rider first. And then Delonte, if you could say a few words about the Redskins slash football team slash commanders rivalry with the Cowboys. Well, first and foremost, like thank God my creator for all things and this being possible for me to have this moment. Um, if you do me a favor, turn to your neighbor, say joy, turn to your other neighbor, say joy. We are here at this moment in time. But Lord, you done took our rivalry, the Redskins and the Cowboys. It was a beautiful rivalry filled with Danny White's, Gary Hogabooms, Quincy Carter's, Joe Theismann, Joe Riggins, John Riggins, and I just don't know why you had to take it, Lord. Why are you take it from us? Why? It was one of the greatest rivalries ever. I'm sorry. That's it. That's all I wanted to do. I'm good. I had to get that out. Uh, <laughs> although I'm not a fan of neither. Um, I mean, I, I've, I've seen my fair share of Cowboy skin games over the years. Um, I guess, you know, the, the, the loss of those two individuals uh, from the respective franchises um, 
is impactful. Um, they will be missed. And um, I, I like to salute to them for their years of uh, contribution. That's all I got. This rivalry dates back to October 2nd, 1960 at DC's Griffith Stadium. For those that don't know, uh, Griffith Stadium sits where Howard University Hospital sits. The Redskins beat the Cowboys 26-14 that day. Milo, 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 Milo. Come, 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 come. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Go on, because you on one today. I don't know what kind of sugar they didn't gave you. But this this rivalry started back in 1960. Here we are in 2023. After 125 meetings, uh, the Cowboys lead the series 76-47. Um, two ties, uh, two postseason games, and 72 and 83. Both were NFC Championship games for Washington to go to the Super Bowl both times, one in, uh, after the 83 game. Um, the longest win streak is the Cowboys 10, 10 years and well, five years, 97 to 2002. They won 10 straight. Washington won four straight from 86 to 88. And the Cowboys on a current win streak of three straight after Washington. I think Washington was on a win streak of three straight before that. So much history was in this rivalry. And to say that it's over, say that it's done, say that it's finished. It hurts. It really does. Uh, but I will say this. It was fun while it lasted. I'm going to miss it because I don't even, I don't even get, me personally, I don't get ginned up for Cowboy Week. And it's Cowboy Week right now. And here we are on Thursday. And <clears throat> by Tuesday, I was already ready to get my ankles taped. I don't even feel it. Like I'm just, I'm pretty much done with it. You know, I watched the game and everything. People are like, oh, I'm gonna go out. I would love to go to a game, but the meaning is gone. The meaning is gone. Sorry to see it go, but uh I remember for what it was, and I'll be able to tell my children and my grandchildren, my great grandchildren, how great of a rivalry it once was. So nah, I, mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> I knew you was gonna do something <laughs> nah, I mean, we, it's, it's, it's dead in the way we know it but i think honestly um i mean qb1 if they can fix qb1 at some point or even get like a a QB one to have something that's just symbolizes the structure of a quarterback. I think this can have juice just because you have the options. You have the Terry McLaurin's, the Jonathan Allen's, you have the guys that um, like the Michael Parsons, the Demarcus Lawrence, that would be the mainstays to each franchise. I just think they need two or three good seasons where it means something and not just to one team. It means something to both teams when they play. And I think you can get it back. I just think it's on life support right now. Hmm. Unfortunately, I pulled the plug. I'm, 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 
if it comes back, it comes back. But and I think that's what's going to take. I mean, it's going to be one of those things where I mean, the good thing this year is the rock, the division has come back to being a solid division. We actually played everybody in the division plays tough notch defense, top notch defense, mm-hmm. which is was our calling card in the eighties. So it's starting to come back. You just gotta hope we live up to our end of the bargain and um, actually can put some offense out there to make ourselves just uh, a threat to somebody. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, sticking with the NFL, the 2023 Pro Football, well, I, I say sticking with football instead, the Pro Football Hall of Fame finalists. We got one more round to go through. We're announced last night. Um, here are your 2023 Modern Era finalists. Jared Allen, Willie Anderson, Rondé Barber, Dwight Freeney, uh, Devin Hester, Tory Holt, Andre Johnson, Albert Lewis, uh, Darrell Revis, Joe Thomas, Zach Thomas, Demarcus Ware, Reggie Wayne, Patrick Willis, and Darren Woodson. And Darrell Revis, D- uh, Dwight Freeney, and Joe Thomas all elected as a finalist first year of eligibility. And the senior finalists are Chuck Howley, Joe Klecko. And Ken Riley and a contrib- contri- contributor and coach finalist is Don Coriel. Um, not gonna spend too much time on it because that's content. I wait till they they release out out. You know they get down to the last stage of the Super Bowl weekend, and then we'll go in then. But uh, gentlemen, if you had to choose five, is this going to be a, a star? This is a star-studded class, no matter how you look at it. And if you had to choose five right now, I guarantee you if I ask you this in two weeks, you could choose another five that'd be totally different. Agreed? Um my I think my top three would be ought to be the same. My next two might be adjustable. I'll say it that way. Cause I think my definite is um Revis, Thomas, and Freeney. And then I'd have to go back to everybody else and figure it out from there. Because I think Revis, you got Revis Allen. So, I mean, enough said there. Um, uh, Joe Thomas, dominant left tackle. He's right in that Joe, um, in that um, Anthony Munoz class of guys. And then, um, and then Freeney just was a dynamic pass rusher. So, I think after that, it come, after those three, I think it becomes a contest of elimination and maybe they don't double up certain positions. Um, so that way they can get a little bit of variety in it. So you might see some lesser guys taken, but I think that's more so because we're not going to take three DBs in this, in this class. So we're not going to take three corners in this class. That's how I think it might play out. So this might be kind of an elimination thing. I think my top three, and I probably will stick, with this probably until for the entire process would be Thomas, of course, um, Hester, um, probably one of the best tournament <laughs> ever. And um, I, I got to go with home team, uh, DeMarcus Webb. That's my third. Let me, let me preface this by saying Devin Hester is a talent. I've always thought that 
I've always felt that he's a talent. Hall of Fame talent. Yes, he broke numerous records. But here's my thing. How do you get in before the man that you broke his records gets in and he still holds records? I was watching a replay of the 2002 NFC championship game. Opening kickoff. Who damn near took it back? To the house. Opening kickoff. One Brian Mitchell. But, uh, you know, politics are politics, so I'm, I'm just going to say that. Politics are politics. It, it, it's okay. But we're going to keep real close eye on that and see who gets the knock on the door. And when that comes, I cannot wait to jump in and say, hey, told you so. Can't wait for that. But. We're going to move on to our last topic of the night, and that is NBA buy-sell. I'm going to throw out something. I want to know if you buying it or you selling it. It's just any. It's just random things that I just thought of today because I spent a lot of time by my damn self. So, gentlemen, let me throw this out to you. Let's start in the Eastern Conference. Let's start at home. Barring any major catastrophe, Are you buying or selling the Washington Wizards as a playoff contender? So are we saying, does the play-in count as contenders? Yeah, that counts as a contender. That counts. Okay, right then I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy because I think they have enough offense to get them <laughs> – in that eight nine spot, so I'm gonna buy that. I'll I'll buy it. I'll buy it. There'll be a playing team, but I'll I'll definitely buy it. I like um, what Kuzma and um, uh, uh, Porzingis has done so far. I think I'll buy that too. Um, but you know, I'm just I want to see them do good, but I'll buy it. And I like Kuzma and Porzingis too, and I'm hoping that they can keep Kuzma here as well, because they can keep Kuzma. I think that's something pretty pretty nice that you can have long term if everybody stays healthy with the young guys coming up behind them. Okay, Western Conference by ourselves. The Memphis Grizzlies are they the best team in the West? Sell. So, I don't know who the best team is yet, but I. Nah. I got them like two or three. I don't have them as the best. Yeah, I'm, I'm selling that as well. Kind of too early to tell. Um, <clears throat> really, really no distinct powerhouse squad. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm selling that. I think they're buying the Clippers a little too much. <clears throat> and I don't think they're going to handle it right. Okay, because uh, the Grizzlies 24 and 13 tied for number one in the West uh, behind the Nuggets um, six and four in their last 10 and on a four game win streak. So now here, come, here, here comes a tough one. This is tough. Here we go. Buy or sell. The Lakers 
Well, no, let's not even say the Lakers yet. I saved the Lakers question. Buy or sell that the Warriors are finished running the West. <clears throat> what constitutes running the West? Top four seed? Yeah, top four seed, dominant, uh, championship favorite, you know, right mm-hmm. out the gate. Sell that. I think they're done as – I think they're done – oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm buying that because I think they're done as the top three or four team. I think they'll be five or six in, in this in this Western Conference. And some of that is just because of the things they've done recently and they had happened in the preseason. I'm I'm a I'm gonna go against the grain. I'm gonna sell that. I think they got maybe one one more crack at being the top dog of the West. Um you know, Curry, he, he getting up there in age. <clears throat> Draymond, you know, he, they kind of dangling him as trade bait. Same with Clay. Um, Jordan Poole, you know what I'm saying? He, he's becoming like his own man. Um, no pun intended. Uh, and same with um, Andrew, you know, he, he, he doing his thing as well. But I, I, I give them, I gave them one more, you know what I'm saying? One more time to, to uh, shine on, on top the West, but other than that, yeah, I, I think that yeah, that window finally starting to close. It's a great run, but you know, nothing lasts forever, man. I'll agree with that. I mean, the way the way Golden State has went this season, they haven't really won on the road. I think they're three and sixteen on the road, um, but they play well at home. But it's one thing to see a dynasty topple or a dynasty uh slowly fade that's one thing it's another thing to see a dynasty just ripped out at the top of their game which is what i had to go through in 98 i had my dynasty ripped out because of i'm not gonna say greed greed because of jealousy i had my dynasty ripped out and i think they could have won two or three more but I digress. Um, next one. Buy a sale. The New Jersey Nets are a better team with a healthy Kyrie, a healthy KD, a scoring Ben Simmons than they were when they had James Harden and all those guys. Oh, that's easy. Um, <clears throat> I'm about that because I think. I think they did addition by subtraction by getting rid of um, Nash. I think they didn't believe in Nash enough to believe that he could take him there. So anything he said or did was always questioned. Um, I feel like they followed Jock Vaughn uh, without hesitation. So I think that's the only reason I buy this is I think the players buy in better. I'll, I'll buy. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely buy that as well. Um, I, I definitely think coaching has played a uh, pivotal role in it. Um, from what I was reading, I guess Nash, he was, you know, he didn't really have too much control over them anyway. He was, you know, him and KD, they used to work out together. So, you know, it was somewhat of a friendship. They're like, you ain't really take nobody serious like that, you know, on a professional level. I mean, you try to, but, you know, the friendship of Trump, you know, the, the other aspects. But, um 
Kyrie, man, I, I, he he been playing like a he been playing MVP level like. Um, KD, you know, he always MVP level like, and and uh, Ben Simmons, he's he's playing his role. I'm gonna say that he's playing his role. Um, you know, before you know, people start asking questions like when he was in Philly, he's he's playing, he's up to that level of Ben Simmons like. So I'll definitely buy that. I actually would like to see them against the Warriors in the finals. That's a dangerous finals matchup. I'm gonna tell you that now. <laughs> That's dangerous. Um, last but not least, LeBron James, the LA Lakers. Are they finished? Is that team done? Is it time to at trade deadline? implode explode whatever are you trading lebron buy or sell any of that all of that as one question are they done enough that you're going to trade away lebron in the middle of the season a la bob mcadoo so i don't think i don't think i don't think genie bus and rob palinka have the foresight to get rid of a player that is on an expiring deal before his time is up and trying to recoup assets for him because they don't know what to do with the trade assets they give back. And all summer long, all I've heard about is the greatest draft pick ever, that conditional first-round pick in 2027 as our biggest piece of trade bait. And it's annoying as hell that in 2027 is our first pick that we can trade. And it's even to the point where this year, if they play terrible and end up in the lottery, New Orleans can take their pick because it's, it's unprotected. So I have no faith. And when I say no, like there's my faith in Eddie George Jones, and then it's my faith in in this team um, getting themselves together. So it's, it's very yeah. There's thirty pounds to dump or trash, and then it's those two things at the bottom. So. Mm. Yeah. Wow, Sorry for the yeah. slander. Wow. Always got to throw Eddie Jones in it. <laughs> Delonte. Um, I don't think they're finished. I mean, they, they're, they're trying. They're trying. You know, um, I think they're what four games under five hundred. Yeah. Um, and you know, eighty. 80s out, not sure when, when or if he's coming back. Well, he, he was, he's coming back, but we don't know when. Um, you know, hopefully when he do come back, he can return to his, you know, his dominance. He, I know he's putting up uh, 50 pieces, so they definitely going to need that, and they're going to need the efforts that LeBron has been putting out as of late. Um, and they're going to need Westbrook to, you know, continue to produce off the bench. Um, I wouldn't say they finished today now ask me maybe two weeks later i'm you know uh, ask it even be yes or no but today i'll say no well they sit at number 12 in the west 17 and 21 uh seven and a half games out of first which is not that far um i don't know what's up with these teams that can't play on the road the, the warriors can't play on the road 
And the Lakers are eight and thirteen on the road, five and five in their last ten. Uh, they were on a three-game win streak right now. <sighs> LeBron got to get back to having fun. Once he gets back to having fun, that's a totally different team. So, um, yeah, there's that. So, <laughs> now we come to the end of the show, and I, I wanted to do a live look in. Delonte alluded to it earlier. Uh, the Maryland Turpins are taking on the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Rutgers just beat the number one team in the country. Uh, and they're leading the, the Turps 53-37 in the second Ooh. half. Ooh. 7.09 left to play. Turps can't generate no offense. They were down by seven at the, at the half. And it's, it's like they just they can't stop it. They can't stop Rutgers and they can't generate any offense. So. It's Rutgers defense, man. I'm so actually it's fifty six thirty nine. Um, guy from Rutgers just hit a three pointer. The problem is, we came out the gates zero for ten, mm. three point range. So that a that a that get you you know a, a deficit quick. Mm, mm, mm. At least I hate those. At least they're not Georgetown. You 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 I mean, betting a thousand right now? That's stupid. First Eddie Jones. Now you talking about Georgetown? Don't you bet a thousand a day? But no, no. First, let's stay on topic. So Maryland, this is the second time I've seen Maryland come out and play like absolute trash in the beginning of the game, and you just can't do anything. Second, I like to congratulate Georgetown for setting the record for most conference losses in a row. Like, how do you do that? That's like twenty three. That is bad, Pat. Mm-hmm. If Pat's bags aren't Pat. Something's wrong. He, he's not the answer. You gotta, you gotta move on. You gotta give, you gotta give Georgetown back to Georgetown and take it out of the hands of the Thompson family. Sorry. Problem is, I don't think nobody wants the uh, wants the job. Here's my thing. You can't come in here on said show. And talk about Georgetown being taken out of the Thompson family hands or anybody that's related. Because if it wasn't for the Thompson family, there would be no show here. Twenty-three straight losses, man. Has something's got I mean, to happen. And I, and I say that I say that because it's a it's a program that the city will jump behind. The second they're good, the second they're halfway decent, same thing with Maryland. They just have to show. That's all they gotta do. If they post, the, the fans will post. You'll get, you'll get something back. But <clears throat> something's not working, and that's all it is. You know what it is? Not getting a full recruiting class. Okay. Be- because his first recruiting class, he didn't have them. We had COVID. I. You, it's so much. I'm not even going to go into it because I'm going to get upset. And you know already made me upset tonight. Content, baby. Anything becomes content. Yep. So I will say this. Um, and this is just a parting word. Just, this is our second show of 2023. It's two things that I've seen in the last week. Sports related. That have rubbed me the wrong way. Number one. Number one. You don't have to tear down LeBron James to make Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan look good. You don't have to tear down any other legend 
to make another legend look good. We ain't got much time of LeBron left in the NBA. Enjoy it while it lasts. I had to learn that a long time ago when I was watching Kobe, especially in, in around about 2010, 2009, 2010, when they won back to back. I had to look at it and say, it's not going to be much of him left because he's been in the league since 96. It's already year 13. So I had to look at that. Think about that the same way you would think about Kobe. You don't have to tear down LeBron to make Jordan look good. Oh, well, LeBron's got more losses in the finals than Jordan got this. And I, everybody travels their own road. The whole talk about the bubble championship being a Mickey Mouse championship, it's a championship. That you, When people say that, they sound worse than folks to say, well, NFL championships don't count because Super Bowls count. We played the game of football long before Super Bowls were invented and a champion was crowned. Whether it was an NFL champion or AFL champion, those championships count and they're in the book. Stop discrediting stuff because you don't want to recognize it. It's not your job. It's above your pay grade. Stop it. Number two, if you're going to give to charity, and a lot of people have given to uh, DeMar Hamlin's toy drive, and I think they got it up over $5 million when uh, BJ said it on Tuesday. If you're going to give to it, it's not a competition. Don't give and say, well, I gave more than this person. I gave more. If you didn't do it from the heart, keep that shit to yourself. Keep the money, keep the time, keep the effort if you're not doing it from the heart. If you're doing it to get recognized and you're doing it to stun on people, it's not genuine. Cut it out. Leave it alone. Keep it to yourself. That shit really chaps my ass. My grandmother always said, when you do something for somebody, nobody else needs to know. Nobody needs to know. It's not a competition. It's not a, 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 if you're doing it just to get your name in lights, you're doing it for the wrong reason. Don't like what I said? There's always an email you can hit. Sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. We got a phone number around on the page somewhere too. You can call and leave a message on that too. You don't like what I said? Do something about it. That's it and that's all. So, Final so we're gonna go with the theme. I'm gonna stick to your theme too. And this too goes is for the Washington Capitals. I've been hockey heavy this week, I know, but the Caps give back Tom Wilson and um Backstrom sometime this week, and that's huge because they're the, they're the pinnacles of their power play. So, this team is already playing good hockey, and if they can get those two guys back, <clears throat> sky's the limit, they can really take off. So that's my, my my two cents right there. And maybe that's the name of the segment, two cents. We got Delonte. I like that, two cents. I like that. Oh, sorry about that, y'all. Um, I'm still at the workplace, so y'all can see. You got any two cents before we get out of here? Uh, two cents. Um and Russ we trust uh, for 2023. <laughs> oh, oh, oh and, no, my bad. And Russ we're going to try to trust for 2023. <laughs> yeah, had to clean that up. Try to trust. Yep. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, boys and girls, thank you for joining us tonight. Short, sweet. Let's go ahead and get this thing going. Um. Tomorrow's Friday, payday for some, but it's the end of the week for some as well. So 
without further ado, that's Major Tutty Security, aka the Midnight Rider. That's the mighty, mighty D DR, the man of the hour, tower power, too sweet to ever be sour. Delante, I'm the big guy, KG. And as always, we don't do no overtime. We are out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>